This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 124. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. So for today's episode, January 24th, 2021, I am doing the weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four camera rumor sites. So let's get into this and we start off with Canon rumors. Let's see what they have for us this week. Let's do this. All right. So first up, Canon to announce the PowerShot pick next week. Earlier this week, I reported that Canon will be bringing their AI powered concept PowerShot camera to market. The camera has appeared as multiple concepts since 2018. DC Watch is reporting the new camera will be called the PowerShot Pick and pre-orders will begin via the Japanese crowdfunding site uh, Makeki, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, on January 29th, 2021. This was the same way Canon first released the PowerShot Zoom, so I expect that the PowerShot Pick will become available globally shortly after. The PowerShot pick is powered by the marketing AI. The camera will be able to do things like analyze a person's face and decide when the best time to take a photograph and will do it automatically. Another marketing term that Canon will use for the PowerShot pick is that it's a memorable uh, uh, memorial camera. The translation could be off. There will likely be many other AI features with the dedicated app for iOS and Android. PowerShot pick specifications based on the concepts, and this could change. 12 megapixel, one by uh, one over 2.3 inch CMOS sensor, 19 to 57 millimeter or 35 millimeter equivalent zoom lens, four times zoom, pans 170 degrees, tilt of 110 degrees, electronic image stabilization, dust and waterproofing, battery life of about 2.5 hours. Records data to a micro SD card, has a USB-C port, both Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity. Height of 90 millimeters and a width of 60 millimeters. So this is definitely a little bit of an interesting concept. I'm not sure what kind of market this camera would be for. Um, it's an interesting looking camera, but I'm not sure if it's something that I would be interested in or not. Uh, now, of course, I'll include a link to this article in the show notes, as well as all the articles for this week, so you can check them out for yourself. Uh, maybe you could leave a comment. Let me know what you think you might use a camera like this for, or if it's something you're totally not interested in at all. <laughs> I definitely don't think it's anything I would be interested in. Next up, industry news. Sony teases a major alpha mirrorless event. It looks like Sony is getting ready to announce its first 8K mirrorless camera on January 26, 2021. Most people seem to be expecting an Alpha A93 flagship mirrorless camera. Rumored specifications are still hard to come by at this time, but this announcement has all the feeling of a new flagship camera for Sony. 
All that has really been reported is that the new camera will shoot 8K 30p, have a 50 megapixel full frame sensor, and will be priced at around $5,000 US. I would expect some overlap of features to the A7S 3 Photo Rumors reported the following specifications last year. Bigger and truly pro body, 9.44 million dot EVF, newly developed sensor, 8K video recording with no overheating, dual card slots, new menu systems from the A7S 3 IBIS with steady shot active mode, everything about the camera is new, priced at $5,999. So this is definitely interesting. And I'm not surprised if you remember, I talked in previous episodes about the fact that I was pretty sure that Sony was going to come out with some sort of flagship mirrorless camera so they could more uh, directly compete with Canon in the flagship camera world or, or that market. Anyways, that segment of the market, those cameras are generally the ones that are used to massive uh, sporting events like the Olympics and pro football, baseball, basketball, stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying there aren't already sports shooters out there shooting with Sony bodies. There absolutely are. But Sony wants to more directly take Canon on in this segment of the market. So it's not all that surprising that this is probably going to be some sort of flagship mirrorless camera that Sony's going to use to go after that segment of the market. We'll have to wait and see when the announcement actually happens on January 26th. Next up, the next Canon EOS 5 firmware update is coming soon. The next Canon firmware update for the Canon EOS R5 is still on schedule to be released sometime in February 2021, I have been told. The same source also suggests that the new firmware is already out there in beta form in loaner cameras, though I have not been able to confirm that. Some people take their NDA seriously, I guess. There are also more long-term plans to add features to both the R5 and the R6 over the next 12 to 24 months. Keep flooding Canon with what you'd like to see added to both cameras. They seem to be listening. The next Canon EOS R5 firmware will contain Canon Cinema Raw Lite Edition, C-Log 3, 1080p at 120 frames per second, and bug fixes. I have not given an update on new firmware for the EOS R6 as of yet. So this is definitely interesting and exciting news. I'm glad to see that Canon is getting to the point where they're starting to listen to their consumers more like Sony's been doing for a long time. That's definitely a plus. For, it's a win-win for both Canon and for Canon shooters. So it's exciting news for sure. Next up, CP Plus 2021 Online, a world premiere show for cameras and photo imaging. The CP Plus show, which was canceled last year due to the pandemic, returns this year as an online event. All of the major companies will be participating in the show, including Canon. The CP Plus show is held in Yokohama, Japan, and tends to be a major product announcement show, but this year could obviously be different. For the moment, I haven't heard any major products being announced from Canon, though I'm sure there's going to be something beyond just the Canon PowerShot AI. Pre-registration for the show begins uh, tomorrow, and the link it will be in the show notes from this article. Press release. Quote, the Camera and Imaging Products Association President Mashia Maeda addressed uh, address MA Shibura Building 3810 Shibura 
Minato Ku Tokyo, Japan will hold CP Plus 2021 online, a comprehensive camera and imaging exhibition from Thursday, February 25th to Sunday, 20, uh, February 28th, 2021. The archives will be on public view until Wednesday, March 31st. CP Plus 2021 will shift uh, to an online-only event, but features an abundance of content such as organizer events, exhibitor events, and various seminars. CP Plus 2021 also has its own official channel for streaming organizer events and attractive content of exhibitors. The organizer events include live streaming of keynote speech, a panel discussion by top engineers, and a digital camera market seminar by SEPA, along with the exhibition of the works of the Zooms Japan 2021 winners. Additionally, CP Plus 2021 Online is newly collaborating with Camera Grand Prix, which is an awards event organized by the Camera Journal Press Club. With this collaboration, CP Plus Online visitors can vote for reader award picked by general users. Pre-registration begins Wednesday, January 20th, so it is already open at 1 p.m. via the CP Plus official website. So it is definitely exciting to see that CP Plus will be back this year, even if it's going to be an online-only event. That is definitely some fantastic news. A lot of these uh, shows were canceled, of course, this past year because of the global pandemic. So it is good to see that they are making a comeback, at least some of them, for 2021. Next up, Canon and Sony will uh, go at it in the latest BCN Japanese market share report. BCN Awards has released their camera and lens market share report for 2020 in Japan. This is not a representation of worldwide sales, so please keep that in mind. I will say that I'm surprised that Canon didn't hit the top three in video cameras, which is likely not to, uh, which is likely not too influenced by Cinema EOS. But even the more affordable offerings don't seem to make much noise in Japan. The pandemic may have affected these numbers in some way, but we won't get a picture of how they were affected for another year or two. Canon obviously sold less EOS M cameras than in 2019 and lost market share to Sony in mirrorless cameras, but the R5 and R6 are selling extremely well in Japan and globally, considering they're still hard to come by, is good news for Canon. Now, as far as mirrorless cameras, Sony was at number one with 27.4% share. Uh, they, they were up from uh, 22.7 in 2019. Canon at 23.8. They were down from 31.6. Olympus 23.4. They were uh, down only 0.1 from 2019. And DSLR cameras, Canon is still number one at 51.9. Nikon at 44.8. And Ricoh at 3%. Interchangeable lenses, Canon still number one at 18.3%, Sony at 15.9%, and Sigma at 14.9%. Fixed lens digital cameras, point and shoots, Canon 39.1%, Sony 19.7%, and Fuji 11.4%. In video cameras, Sony had 37.3%, Panasonic 32.2%, and JVC Kenwood had 11.1%. In action cameras, GoPro had 7%, Sony had 7.5, and SAC had 6.5. So it's definitely interesting, and it is uh, not surprising that in mirrorless cameras, Canon finished second. After all, Sony's been doing 
mirrorless full-frame cameras for over five years. So that's not all that shocking. Now, also keep in mind, like I mentioned at the top of this article, these are only the numbers from Japan. These are not the global numbers. Last I knew, as far as the global numbers were concerned, Canon was still number one. Sony was still number two. All right, next up for this week, seven artisans to announce an RF 10mm f2.8 fisheye soon. According to Sony Addicts, seven artisans will be releasing an RF 10mm f2.8 fisheye for full frame. They will also be launching three new APS-C lenses for various crop sensor mounts. Seven Artisans RF 10mm f2.8 fisheye specifications, focal length 10mm, maximum aperture f2.8, minimum aperture f22, lens construction, eight groups with 11 elements, minimum focusing distance 0.17 meters, sensor type full frame, aperture ring, declicked aperture ring, lens anti-shake, no IS, Aperture blades, eight blades, angle of view, 178 degrees. Lens material is metal, total weight, 570 grams. Focusing method is manual focus only, and it will be available in RF, E, Z, and L mounts. So it's definitely going to be an extremely versatile lens. And he says also here, I have updated the third-party RF list to include this upcoming lens. You can see all of the third-party lenses available for the RF mount at that previous article. So it's definitely exciting. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of fisheye lenses, but it is definitely exciting to see that uh, more companies are making third-party lenses for the Canon RF mount as well as the Z mount and others. Um, I know there are people out there that will be excited at the idea of a 10 millimeter uh, 2.8 fisheye, so I'm sure this lens will be fairly popular when it releases. And last up for this week, Quad Pixel AF and a global shutter coming in 2021. Our Quad Pixel AF and a global shutter coming in 2021 to the new flagship EOS R camera. It's a strong possibility, according to a reliable source. Canon continues to develop their flagship EOS R system camera, a camera most of us have dubbed the EOS R1. The camera is reported to be shown to the world ahead of the Tokyo Summer Games, which begin in July of this year. One feature that will be coming to the camera, according to a very reliable source, is quad pixel autofocus. QPAF will improve autofocus accuracy no matter what orientation the subject or the camera is in. The same source claims that there is possibility that a global shutter will appear in the EOS R1. For those that don't know, this would effectively remove rolling shutter when shooting video or stills in the electronic shutter mode. There are challenges to making this happen, but it is still on the table for the camera. There has been no mention of sensor resolution or whether or not the camera will be able to shoot 8K. If we want the direct sensor readout 8K RAW, then it's going to have to be at least the same resolution as the EOS R5. It looks like the Canon EOS R1 is going to be more than just simply sticking the EOS 1DX Mark III into a mirrorless body, and that will bode well for consumers as Canon will continue to push the envelope. Both Nikon and Sony are expected to announce new flagship mirrorless cameras sometimes in sometime in 2021 as well. Let the games begin. 
I know a bit more about the camera and will be updating you once I'm able to. Be sure to check out the updated list of available third-party lenses for the RF mount. So this is definitely some exciting news, and I'm not at all surprised about this. If you've been listening to the show for a while, I had already predicted that Canon was going to release their 1DX series mirrorless replacement in 2021. I was pretty sure that was going to happen. And I was also fairly sure that Sony, at least Sony, was going to come out with one of their own to try to challenge Canon in that segment of the market. Whether or not Nikon will also pull off a mirrorless flagship sports camera this year, I don't know. Nikon's been having a lot of problems. They've been hemorrhaging a lot of money. I'm really worried for Nikon. You know, I'm hoping things work out for them, but I just don't know at this point. But we'll have to wait and see exactly what's going to happen. So now let's get ready to move over to Nikon rumors right after this short break. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191, and you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com, and you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. So now we're switching over to Nikon rumors for this week. Let's see what we have. First up, new Pergear 10mm F8 APS-C pancake lens for Nikon Z mount. Pergear released a new 10mm F8 APS-C pancake manual focus lens for the Nikon Z mount. The price is $79 and pre-orders are now open at Amazon US, Amazon Canada, and Amazon Denmark. Uh, there is a little bit of additional information. Uh, it looks like it's a 15mm, 35mm equivalent, extra low dispersion, manual focus lever, extremely slim body cap profile. It is all metal construction and it contains five elements in four groups. The type is a 10 millimeter F8 lens construction, five elements in four groups, focal length, 10 millimeters, of course, 35 millimeter equivalent is 15 millimeters. Angle of view is 150 degrees. The maximum and miniature aperture, uh, minimum aperture or both F8 is a fixed aperture. Focus range approximately 30 centimeters uh, slash 0.98 feet to infinity. External dimensions, 55 millimeters by 10 millimeters. Weight is approximately 90 grams. And there are some intriguing photos of this new pancake lens that you can check out for yourself. Nikon UK temporarily suspends orders and shipping because of Brexit. Uh, let's see, quote, please note that as we navigate the changes brought on by Brexit, we will temporarily not be taking any new orders. If you have already placed an order with us, we are working hard to ensure your order arrives as soon as possible. Thank you for bearing with us during this time. And this is on the UK, uh, Nikon UA, uh, UK site. So it's definitely uh, causing some disruption for Nikon in the United Kingdom. We'll have to wait and see what happens with all of that. Next up, Nikon Coolpix P1000 firmware update version 1.4 has been released. 
this uh, release uh, offers a single fix, and it fixed an issue that caused pairing between the camera and devices running the SnapBridge app under iOS 14 or iPad iOS 4, uh, iPad OS 14 to fail. The Nikon P1000 still sells without a discount for $1,000 at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. Next up, Nikon at the 2021 CP Plus online show. Nikon has confirmed that they will take part in the 2021 CP Plus online show from Thursday, February 25th to Sunday, February 28th, 2021. Additional details are still to be announced. So far, only 20 companies have confirmed their participation in the event. And the full list of participants can be found at the link in the article. Next up, Nikon Z7 II now shipping in the U.S. B&H Photo is now shipping the Nikon Z7 II camera to existing pre-orders. I doubt there will be any inventory left in stock, but you can check the main online retailers in the U.S., Adorama, B&H Photo, and Amazon. In the U.K., Amazon, Wex, and Park Camera, and in Denmark at Calumet. So it is definitely interesting that they're starting to ship and fill these pre-orders, but as they mentioned in the article, it's highly doubtful there will be any surplus inventory for people that didn't pre-order that want to just buy one. Highly unlikely that that's going to happen, but you can take your chances. And last up for Nikon for this week, Nikon executive, quote, for the time being, we will concentrate on mirrorless cameras. In a recent interview, Hero. Taka, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, uh, Nikon Managing Executive Officer, head of Nikon Imaging Business, said that for the time being, we will concentrate on mirrorless cameras. Nikon already sees some recovery starting in China. The interview does not offer any other interesting information worth reporting here. It's just a reiteration of Nikon's financial results from their past 12 months and discussion of the difficulties the photo industry experienced in 2020. Here are a few points from the Google Translated interview. Nikon hastened to reduce personnel and reorganize production bases, but the key to reconstruction is not cost reduction, but recovery of sales. In April, the number of interchangeable lens cameras sold decreased by 80% from the same month of the previous year, and the first quarter, April to June, was really difficult. However, starting with China, the world market is recovering faster than expected. The EVF manufactured by Nikon has very good performance and is highly evaluated compared to other companies. There is also an evaluation that is indistinguishable from the OVF of a single lens reflex camera, which leads to more confidence. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I do know uh, from other sources that I saw this past week that they did, Nikon executive did basically admit that Nikon was extremely tardy to the party when it came to getting into the mirrorless camera game. And that is a lot of what has hurt their company. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to make a recovery. All we can do now is wait and see. All right, so now we're going to move on over to Fuji rumors for this week. First up, Fujifilm X Summit. Which products are you looking forward to most? You can vote now. On January 27th at 8 a.m. New York time, Fujifilm will have a big Fujifilm X Summit. 
Lots of gear will be announced, but I wanted to know from you which one you are looking forward to the most. So down below is a survey. And make sure to join Fuji Rumors for an epic live stream and follow up live blogging on January 27th if that little Fuji guy will allow. And uh, there's definitely down here, there's a list of items you can vote on. The Fujifilm GFX 100S, the Fujifilm XE4, the Fujinon GF 80mm f1.7, the Fujinon XF70-300 4-5.6, and the Fujinon XF27 2.8 Mark II. So you can check all that out for yourself. Next up, Fujifilm GFX 100S. And XE4, no, the biggest release on January 27th might be a mini Fuji Rumors and how I photographed my pregnant wife. I checked back and I saw that Fujifilm never announced so much new gear on a single day as will happen on January 27th. Here's what we should get, a Fujifilm GFX 100S, the Fujinon GF80 f1.7, the Fujifilm XE4, the Fujinon XF 27mm f2.8 Mark II, the Fujinon XF70-300 4-5.6, and the Nostalgic Negative Film Simulation. But exactly on that day, there could be an even bigger quote release that will overshadow it all. Here it is. January 26, 27 is also the date set for the birth of my first child. So yes, I'll become a father. Looks like I spent too much time with my wife during the first lockdown last spring. So now you also know the main reason why I bought the Fujinon XF80 F2.8 macro. What might change for you? Needless to say there, that everything will change in my life, but will your experience on Fuji rumors change? Ideally, you won't notice any change, maybe just notice even more typos. But what I can't promise going forward is that I'll always be able to reply to all 7,000 plus emails I get every year. Sources will get absolute priority and will always get a reply as fast as I can. Also, people who share an interesting Fuji news with me will get an answer. And I'll do what I can to reply also to all others who contact me just to have a general chat about Fuji or ask gear recommendations and etc. But if you don't get any reply, you'll know that I was just too busy and that too many emails accumulated to a point where I can't go back and catch up anymore without sacrificing precious time I could spend with my baby or time I could spend to get a little bit of rest. Is this Fujifilm's vengeance? Sure, if Fujifilm wanted to inflict a major damage to Fuji rumors, then setting their biggest announcement ever on possibly the same day of the birth of my son was the best way they could do it. In fact, if my son will be born on the 27th, which is highly likely, I would not be able to cover the announcement, which would have a terribly negative financial impact on Fuji rumors. No live blog, no readers, no support for months of hard work and breaking rumors. Thanks, thanks to those of you who like to support my work by pre-ordering their gear via Fuji rumors affiliate links. But you know what? If so, so be it. If on January 27th, I'll be in the hospital, everything that matters will be uh, all that matters will be my little son is happy, healthy, and strong. No money in the world could make up for the lack of any of these qualities. If my baby is fine, if my wife is fine, then I will be fulfilled and completely happy. So don't worry for me if on January 27th, Fuji Rumors is offline, you know that I am at the hospital holding my wife's hand and living the most important moment in my life. The fragile 
quote, Sony plan. Sure, I did try to set up a plan B, but it's uncertain if that one will work. I've asked the Sony Alpha Rumors guy to cover the announcement for me, but he is very busy with filming a documentary in the COVID intensive care units, so we will see on January 27th if he can jump in for me or not. If he does, let's hope he won't troll. But if you are stubborn... But if somebody out there still stubbornly insists to support me, even if neither me nor SAR will be able to cover the announcement, then here's what you can do. Stop by at Fuji Rumors on January 27th and click on any link to B&H Photo, Adorama, or Amazon US. You will find on this blog, any. Once clicked, you will be redirected to the store of your choice, and there you can search for any products and purchase. To make it even easier, I will now share below the search page for every product to come on January 27th. You can bookmark this article, and on January 27th, just click on the product and the store of your choice. In case you want to support me for months of breaking rumors, well then, this is the way. Any last second daddy tip? So, I am about to embark on a big journey that I know many of you are already navigating through and have good experience with. If you have any tips, any suggestions, or just want to share this moment of joy with me, feel free to drop your comment down below. Take care, stay safe, and love each other like you love your Fujifilm gear. Improvised shoot. One last thing, a few days ago, there was a nice, soft, and gentle light falling through the window in my little rented apartment as a very thin layer of clouds covered the low-hanging winter sun. I grabbed the occasion to set up a totally improvised studio and took a few pictures of my pregnant wife. You can see a few of them below. All JPEG out of the camera and Acris film simulation, only slightly cropped and a bit of vignetting applied, that's all. I used my X-T4 with three lenses, the XF35 1.4, the 56 1.2, and my new XF80 2.8. The XF80 2.8 was a bit too long for my rather small living room, hence it was sometimes hard to compose properly on the XF80 f2.8. I got the most keepers with my XF56 1.2, followed by the XF35 1.4. I still I might still have a few days before the baby comes, so if anyone would like to share a few tips to improve my studio or share your uh, share some of your images of pregnant women below that I can use as inspiration, feel free to drop it all in the comments. So that is definitely interesting. Uh, he does have a very tiny studio set up in his living room. Uh, of course, limited space when you live in an apartment, which is one of the reasons why I'm glad I have my own house that has a full basement that I can use for my studio. Next up, Pergear 10mm F8 fisheye for Fujifilm X announced. The Pergear uh, 10mm f8 fisheye lens has been announced and is now available at Amazon US, Amazon Canada, and Amazon Denmark. Excellent for portrait, landscape, and humanity photographs. Its optical system consists of five elements in four groups. The aperture range is f8. Three extra low dispersion, improved contrast and color rendering in a variety of lighting conditions. Extremely slim body cap profile, metal body only weighs 0.18 pounds or 80 grams. Manual focus lever with the focal length scale and smooth focal lever. After a short term learning, it's very easy to focus what you want and feel the unique charm of this manual lens. And it lets you concentrate more on the image itself. You can get it at Amazon US, a 5% discount with the code 059AHRZQ, and you can also get it at Amazon Canada 
and Amazon DE without the discount. Next up, the Siru 24mm f2.8 1.33 times available at B&H Photo. This lens is now available at B&H Photo for $999. If you remember, we've been talking about this lens the last few weeks. It is the latest Siru anamorphic cinema lens, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited to be able to finally place their order for that unique lens. Next up, Eric's 45mm f1.4 for Fujifilm GFX available for $795. The brand new Eric's 45mm f1.4 is now available for order on Adorama. Other retails should follow soon, such as B&H Photo. Now, this one is definitely a bit of an interesting article, and it piqued my curiosity because I didn't remember reading about this lens before. Now, as my listeners know, I do have the GFX 50R and absolutely love that camera, but I've been wanting to get more lenses for it. And the problem is the Fujinon lenses are super expensive. The only reasonably priced lens that Fuji offers is the 50 millimeter, which I already have that normally retails for a thousand, but a lot of times you can catch it for half off and get it for $500. Now, Fuji does offer a 45 millimeter lens of their own that's an f2.8, but it's $1,700. This is an f1.4, and it's only $795. Now, the other interesting thing is, is I was looking up the information on this lens, and it looks like it is not a manual-only lens. This one actually has electronics in it, and is fully compatible with the GFX platform. So I think this is the lens I'm going to be going with. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, the 45 millimeter is equivalent to 35 millimeter and full frame equivalent. And that is one of the reasons why I'm interested in it. It would be an even better street photography lens than my current 50 millimeter, which does a nice job but it's just not the 35 millimeter equivalent focal length. So I will definitely be keeping an eye on that lens and possibly picking one up in the near future. Next up, leaked images of Fujinon XF70-300 f4-5.6, to the XF 27mm f2.8 Mark II, and the GF 80mm f1.7. The images of these upcoming lenses have been leaked by Nokashida. You can see all images in the article below. These lenses are expected to be announced on January 27th at 8 a.m. New York time. And there are a lot of interesting images on these three lenses, as well as some of the optical formula uh, diagrams that you can check out for yourself. Next up, confirmed Fujifilm GFX 100S, the XF27 Mark II, the GF 80mm, and the XF70-300, definitely coming on January 27th. Stores and press are now getting ready for the launch of the new Fujifilm gear on January 27th. And, Noka, and as Nokashida just said, quote, the titles Fujifilm has announced and Fujifilm has announced uh, all of these items have been added to overseas news sites. That's exactly the list of gear to be announced that we told you in the last weeks and months. If you want to read more details, including the price of the GFX gear, you can head on over to the links below. So definitely some exciting stuff coming on January 26th from Sony and the 27th from Fuji. 
And last up for this week from Fuji Rumors, breaking the Fujinon GF 80mm f1.7 price has been leaked. Thanks to the ongoing and fantastic support of our sources, we are now able to inform you about the price of the GF 80mm f1.7, which will be announced on January 27th. According to our sources, it will cost 2,299 euros. The Fujinon GFX our GF 80mm f1.7 will dethrone the GF 110 f2 as Fuji's fastest GF lens and also costs significantly less. So this is definitely some exciting news. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, how uh, well this lens is accepted by the GFX community. It's definitely a lens I'll be keeping my eye on because, as I mentioned a moment ago, I'm hoping to eventually add more lenses to my GFX kit. And finally, last up for this week, we now head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors. First up, poll, what do you hope the unseen Alpha gear might be? 8K camera, curved sensor, medium format, F1.2 GM Prime. Sony launched a new teaser for an Alpha announcement with the title, The One Never Seen. Now let us know. I want the uh, unseen thing to be A, an 8K Alpha camera, B, a medium format camera, C, RX camera with curved sensor, or D, an F1.2 gold uh, GM Goldmaster Prime, uh, you can vote in the poll that will be in the show notes. Next up, you can now pre-order the new Ciro 24mm anamorphic E-mount lens at B&H Photo. This lens is now available at B&H Photo for $999.90. There is also a nice YouTube video on this lens that you can check out for yourself. Definitely some exciting news, as I mentioned before, for the anamorphic lens cinema shooters out there. Next up, images of the new Viltrox 24mm f1.8 FE autofocus lens. The lens will be released on January 25th and cost $399 when it's listed at the Viltrox store. And there are some interesting images here. It is a beautiful looking lens. Um, Almost makes me wish I was a Sony shooter. It is an absolutely gorgeous lens. Looks like it's very sturdy construction, and it's going to be a fantastic prime lens for those of you that are shooting Sony. You may want to head on over to the Viltrox store on the 25th and place your order. Next up, fake leak, first A93 image and specs. I am absolutely unsure if this image and specs are the real deal. I guess there is a big chance it is fake because I got it from an anonymous message. The image shows an A9 camera. Top dials are the same as the A9 II with the new back of the A7S III. The only real difference from a simple A7S III plus A9 II collage image is that the supposedly A9 III back has a Sony logo under the fully articulating screen, which the A7S III has not. The source also wrote this, quote, it will be called the A9 III. Sure, this model replaces current A9 models under 50 megapixels, but enough for 8K and a little record, uh, little record for virtual OSS. 
They can't just put lots of megapixels because it compromises the fast readout. For sure, this camera uses a new RS sensor. Lots of A7S3 models uh, are modes, but not all, and also not the bitrate that an A7S3 has. Not more than 20 frames per second, but it performs up to 20 frames per second 14-bit. Use the CF Express A and UHS-2 dual cards, same as the A7S3, foldable screen, and more obvious things like same EVF and processor. We all know for sure, all we know for sure is that Sony wants to announce something unseen on January 26th. An 8K A93 would certainly fit this description. On a way more fantasy note, also the officially Sony patent medium format camera with curved sensors would certainly be unseen. So we'll definitely have to wait and see what happens with this. Um, as I mentioned before to my listeners in previous episodes, be cautious with any of the rumors from Sony Alpha Rumors. And I'm not saying this to be mean to the owner of SAR, but his <laughs> hit rate on uh, rumor accuracy is extremely, extremely low compared to the other three sites. Next up, Sigma 35 and 65mm F2 review by DP Review and Photography Blog. Uh, DP Review tested the Sigma 35 F2 lens and writes, quote, in a nutshell, the Sigma 35 F2 DGDN is a really solid lens for a reasonable price. You get exceptional build quality, sharpness that holds up well, even on a 61 megapixel sensor and smooth bokeh. Uh, photography blog also tested the same lens and writes, quote, Sigma have commendably put a lot of time and energy into making the 35 F2 DGDN a uniquely designed compact and discreet lens that doesn't forget to be optically excellent. In a crowded market, it offers more than enough to make everyone's shortlist of 35mm prime lenses. They also tested the 65mm lens and concluded, quote, This unique lens doesn't really have a main rival as such other than the manual focus only Voigtlander 65 F2 Macro APO Lanthar. There are a large number of 50mm and 85mm prime lenses available for Sony E-mount, something like the lighter, cheaper Sony FE50 F1.8, for example, but they don't really compete in the same ballpark as the rather uniquely compelling Sigma 65 F2 DGDN. And these lenses will be coming soon, according to information at B&H Photo. So definitely exciting for those Sony shooters that these lenses will be out very, very soon. And last up for this week, from Sony Alpha Rumors and for this week's episode, KEH reports the Sony Alpha A6000 was the most sold camera of 2020. There, These were the most sold cameras, uh, used cameras at KEH in 2020. Number one was the Sony Alpha A6000. Number two was the Canon EOS 5D Mark III. Three was the Nikon D750. Four was the Canon EOS 5D Mark II. Five was the EOS 5D Mark IV. Six was the Fujifilm X-T2. Seven was Canon EOS 7D. Eight was the Nikon D90. Nine was the Nikon D810. And 10 was the Sony Alpha A7 III. According to the newly published BCN ranking data, those were the most sold cameras in Japan during 20. Uh, these were the most sold cameras in Japan during 2020. Number one was the Olympus OMD EM10 Mark III Easy Double Zoom Kit Silver. Two was the EOS Kiss M Double Zoom Kit White. Three was the Olympus Pen EPL9 Easy Double Zoom Kit White. 
Four was the S6400 double, uh, double zoom lens kit black. Five was the EOS KISS M double zoom kit black. Six was the Olympus OMD EM10 Mark III Easy double zoom kit black. Seven was the A6400 double zoom lens kit silver. Eight was the Lumix GF9 double lens kit orange. Nine was the Z50 double zoom kit. And 10 was the A6100 double zoom lens kit in black. So that is definitely some interesting information. I'm not surprised that KEH sold more of the Sony Alpha A6000s than any other used camera in 2020. The A6000 is a super popular platform with a lot of photographers. So it's definitely not all that shocking that they were the most sold used camera in 2020 for KEH. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that is going to wrap up this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast, episode 124. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might listen to your podcast. And also remind you that my first book, The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, The Northwest Counties, is now available for sale. You can pick up a signed copy at the liamphotography.net online store, or you can get an un unsigned copy at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. All right. Thank you everybody for listening and I will see you all again in another seven days.